morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another magnificent installment of Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Of all the elections that take place in our great country in a given year, there seems to be only one variety that gets totally screwed up. The entire country can watch a television show and vote three times during a commercial break and still have the correct outcome. And yet, it's Saturday night and we have no idea which party is in control of Congress. Student council elections are run with more class and clarity than anything we've seen out of Nevada. Your local Fraternal Order of Eagles seems to be able to select a president without too much disruption, and that's the guy that controls the liquor orders. Talk about political. You throw booze into the mix, and it's downright dirty. And yet, they're able to do it in a single evening. Keep in mind, the guy counting the votes has probably already had three belts of seven and seven. And think about this. Many counties have elections clerks. Those are the people that have one job to make sure that the elections in the county run smoothly and there are no errors. Now, I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into being an elections clerk, but really, you only have two days every two years that you have to perform at 100%. So if you figure there's roughly 250 working days in a given year, take out 10 days for holidays, and then seven days vacation, that leaves 233 working days every year for a total of 466 working days in that cycle. So that means that you could practice 464 times, if you had to, before game day. And if your job on those two days every two years was of such monumental importance that you didn't want to screw it up, well, you would have backups in place, you know, extra batteries and things like that. You'd probably test the machines the day before they had to go live. You'd probably have a bench full of substitute employees that you could throw in at a moment's notice if one of your main players contracted a case of COVID anxiety overnight. So any normal person would have all of their bases covered, but not in Pennsylvania, Nevada, or Arizona. Considering all of the things that are at stake and all of the preparation that you would have put in place before game day, you might say that this dumpster fire that we're calling an election might have been done on purpose. Honestly, if the borderline dysfunctional countries of Canada and France can use entirely paper ballots and have their election results by 8 o'clock in the evening, you would think that the United States of America could pull off an election of a higher order. It's absolutely disgraceful. Well, okay, I mean, we have a couple counties that have ballot drop boxes, but I haven't heard of anything that would cause my left eyebrow to go up. And we do have at least one county that uses voting machines and not paper ballots. But again, I haven't heard of any problems there either. Quite the contrary. The general election, and the primary election for that matter, seem to have gone smooth as silk. Perhaps Arizona, Nevada, and Pennsylvania ought to take some lessons from the cowboy state. 
well, I mean, there's a whole list of things that they could take lessons from us about, but in this case, we ought not overwhelm them. They appear to have their hands full. So, anyway, our general election here in Wyoming seems to have gone off without a hitch. That is, of course, unless you're a redcoat, in which case, the election kind of stunk. Regardless of what you read in the cow pie or the red star, the conservatives gained numerous seats both in the House and the Senate. The truth is, the conservatives will at least make up 50% of the Wyoming House of Representatives. One very interesting race is who is going to end up being the Speaker of the House. And I'll tell you all about it in just a second. But first, some completely outrageous self-aggrandizement. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There, you can find all of the shows, as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Sleepy Joe Biden and you are having trouble reading a teleprompter, well, you should just stop doing that. Have one of your staff go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate you. It's Saturday, and you know what I think about all day long? Hot wings. Hot wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most amazing wings in the state of Wyoming. And not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're incredible. The way that you can figure out where that truck is going to be is go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you'll find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. The reason why this episode of Weekend Update is so late is I left to go to the Wyoming GOP State Central Committee meeting in Casper early this morning. While I was there, I got a chance to sit down with senior Trump advisor David Bossy. He's the producer of a great movie that you should all go watch. It's called Rigged. It's about how Mark Zuckerberg gave nearly half a billion dollars to county clerks around the country and what effect that had on the election. As you might imagine, I played the devil's advocate with him and questioned him on it. And his response is, well, as you might guess, kind of interesting. So anyhow, I'm going to bring that to you next Saturday. On with what is now this evening's program. If you thought the election season is over, well, you're mistaken. There's one big one left, and it's going to determine who the Speaker of the House of Representatives in the state legislature is. As it sits, it's between Redcoat Albert Somers and Representative Mark Jennings. Of course, Mark Jennings, whom you've heard from numerous times on the program, is the former leader of the House Freedom Caucus. Albert Somers is currently the House Majority Floor Leader. He's the guy, pretty much, that decides which bills get debated on the floor and which ones go to the bottom of his drawer. If you'd like to know why there was such a hubbub about the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, well, that's because Albert Somers didn't want to bring it up for a vote. It was the House Freedom Caucus that made the motion to bring it up on the floor for debate. And because it was the budget session and all bills not directly related to the budget have to have a two-thirds vote before they can be debated on the floor, that we didn't get to see the outcome of that piece of legislation. But it was Albert Somers who first initially tried to bury that thing. So now that we know who Albert Somers is, let us examine why it is that he's a redcoat. 
Now, of course, the first criterion in being a redcoat is to claim to be something that you are not. To the cow pie, in an article published today entitled Wyoming House Gears Up for Battle Between, quote, establishment and, quote, new conservatives. First of all, this whole article is riddled with errors. I'll tell you about a few of those errors after we discuss why it is that Albert Somers really is the chief redcoat, excuse me, House Majority Floor Leader in the Wyoming House of Representatives. Previously, the chief redcoat in the House was Eric Barlow of Gillette, but since he's moved on to the Senate, that torch has passed to our own Albert Somers. From the article, Leo the Leftist writes, and I quote, Somers and Jennings are both popular with their constituents. I'm a conservative and a true Republican, Somers said. People can label me however they want to label me. End quote. <laughs> a conservative, eh? According to WildVote, Albert Somers is the 72nd most conservative representative in the House. He's so conservative that he rates lower on the list than Dan Zwanitzer. I've got to tell you, my friends... That takes talent. To give you a little comparison, Democratic Senator Mike Giroux is number 64 on the list. As I understand it, to get a score of 72 from WyoVote, you actually have to intentionally vote that way. But wait, he does. According to Evidence-Based Wyoming, Albert Somers sides with the Democrats 84.4% of the time. And what are most of those things on? Well, spending, of course. Also, according to Evidence-Based Wyoming on their Issues Ranking Tool, which, of course, is a big thing for real conservatives and real Republicans, Albert Somers ranks a whopping 17.6%, which means that 82.6% of the time, Albert Somers is going to vote to spend money. Really doesn't matter what it's on. If it's money, let's spend it. Again, a little comparison is in order. Democrat Mike Giroux will only vote to spend money 56% of the time. I know, it's a lot of numbers, but it's a lot of numbers that prove that Albert Somers is A, not a conservative in any sense of the word, and B, is the textbook definition of a Democrat that can't spell a redcoat. The only reason that Albert Somers is trying to call himself a conservative is so that he might get more votes from new members of the legislature. That's the only reason. Sources have told Cowboy State Politics that Albert Somers has said if he gets elected, it will be a scorched earth policy on conservatives. Huh. So why would he be telling Leo the leftist that he's one of them when, you know, he really doesn't like conservatives at all? That's because he's not one. It doesn't really matter if you look at the Wyoming Republican Party platform, which is largely what WyoVote is based on, or if you look at evidence-based Wyoming or his 20% score on WyoRhino. Albert Somers is not a conservative, and he most definitely is not a true Republican. That much is obvious. Honestly, he's everything that Mark Jennings is not. In other words, it doesn't really make much sense to elect Albert Somers as the Speaker of the House when 50% of the House of Representatives in the Wyoming State Legislature is made up of conservatives. And the truth is, half of the remaining legislators are way more conservative than Albert Somers ever thought of being. And even some of the Democrats are more conservative than Somers. And that's saying something. Conservatism is easy, my friends. 
All you have to do is believe that every life is sacred, that we probably shouldn't kill babies before they're born. Believe in lower taxes, less government spending, that the government is not in control of the fruits of your labors, that we believe in open markets and equal opportunity, that the government doesn't need to take care of you from cradle to grave, and that you are ultimately responsible for your life and your private property. All of these things are the Wyoming way of life. And if you're the person that claims to be a conservative and claims to be a Republican and claims to be a Wyoming native, then you ought to believe in all of these things. And if you don't, you are fundamentally at odds with the vast majority of people that live in our great state. And that, my friends, is Redcoat Albert Somers to a T. Now, that vote is going to happen in Casper on November 19th, and it's a secret vote, so nobody will really know for sure who voted for whom. And typically what happens is the caucus gets together, that's all the Republicans, and they choose who their speaker is going to be. And then most of the time in years past, it's been a formality that that choice is taken to the floor and then the whole floor of the House votes on it. Now, it's still possible that other people can be nominated from the floor and then that vote happens all over again. But in that case, then you have Democrats influencing who the Republican choice is. It upsets the entire system. But because we know what redcoats do, they would be all in favor of the Democrats helping them maintain their power. Because, of course, even the Democrats in Wyoming know who's really not a Republican and just hangs that R at the end of their name so that they can keep getting elected. And if you want to know what Mark Jennings is about, it's pretty simple. He's the opposite of just about every single thing that Albert Somers has voted for and believes in. And if you want to listen to what Mark has to say in his own words, listen to the last few programs of Cowboy State Politics. I've had him on a couple of times. So back to the article. I mentioned that there was a couple of glaring mistakes in it, and a lot of them are actually kind of humorous. Here's the first one, and please don't mind my grammar. It's written this way, and I quote, The House Freedom Caucus is a conservative voting block within the Republican Party. Jennings is a former chairman of the caucus, but gave that up membership in the group to run for Senate president. In his glee to print yet another article that was disparaging of conservatives, I'm sure that Leo just missed those little errors. One more before I let you go for this evening. You have to scroll about three quarters of the way through the article, and there's a block where there's three pictures. The first one is Ogden Dreskel. The second one, which is labeled Larry Hicks. And there's a third one, which is labeled Senator Dave Kinski. Well, the truth is, the one that is labeled Larry Hicks, that's actually Dave Kinski. And the third picture, who is labeled Dave Kinski, that's Larry Hicks. Leo, if you want, meet me down in Cheyenne at the Capitol, and I'll do my best to introduce you to all of these guys so you don't make that little mistake in the future. That way, you'll actually know who it is that you're writing all of this stuff about. Anyway, that'll about do it for this evening's program. Thanks for being patient with me. I had to go to Casper so I could interview David Bossy. Now, like I said, I'll publish that interview on next week's edition of Weekend Update. Coming on Monday's edition of Morning Reload, I'll have some updates for you from the State Central Committee meeting that happened earlier today. But for now, have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is Cowboy State Politics.